Okay, the recording has started, so welcome. I'm here with Dr. Stephanie Eisenbarth, who's a new FCE. And uh, the first question I would like to ask you is, how did you first get involved in immunology? All right, thank you, Sandra. Um, I actually am very fortunate in that I um, had an amazing mentor as an MD-PhD student, Kim Bottomley, who was in the immunobiology division at the time at Yale, and that's who I did my work with. And I uh, really fell in love with immunology. It was um, you know, an amazing experience, and I got to work actually in an area that I wound up working on for a very long time and still work on, which is allergy and what drives allergy. So that was my first real in deep, you know, deep experience with immunology, and it was one that hooked me from the beginning. <laughs> Great. Can you tell us about the research that you're most proud of? I'm proud of all of our research, I think. <laughs> um, from my lab, you know, currently what we're working on is trying to understand how the immune system goes awry, right? So why does it respond to things that it shouldn't or that in hopefully most people it wouldn't? But for example, in those with allergy, you know, we respond to things that we really in the environment should ignore. Or um, we also look at this in terms of alloimmunization, which is when people become sensitized to foreign tissue like transplants. And we think about this in terms of red blood cell transfusion. So I think we've made really important discoveries about how the cells of the immune system are organized to create those responses to really engender these inappropriate responses. And what's really been fun and exciting for us is we can take that information and also understand physiologic responses, right? The flip side of that coin, which is to understand, you know, how do we make a good vaccine response? How do we make a good protective antibody response to, for example, a viral infection, those kinds of things. So those are the basic principles we work on. And I, I think we've made fun and exciting discoveries in, in all of those areas. What do you think is the most important trait that a researcher should possess and why? <laughs> um, I would say creativity. I think what we do as scientists is often seen as very black and white, uh, maybe formulaic, and it's absolutely not. I think we um, you need a lot of creativity in thinking about the, the questions that we're trying to address and how to address them. And so some of the most beautiful science that I've seen are ones where creative questions are addressed in a very rigorous way, but using creative systems, new tools, uh, new models, those kinds of things. So I think creativity is a very important scientific trait. What is the biggest lesson that you've learned so far? Uh, as a scientist, uh, maybe as a physician scientist, which is to be open-minded and expect the unexpected. Those, that's where you find some most exciting parts, too. So what, what advice would you give to young researchers who are just starting out in the field? To remain excited and to, to follow your... Um, your gut, I guess. I mean, we do work on the gut, but that was a pun that was intended um, to follow the questions that you find most exciting, but also to do it in a in a way that is, um, I believe, very much in a team approach to science. So you need mentorship at many different levels. You need uh, good teams to work with, collaborators. You know, oftentimes one of the joys of science is you get to collaborate with people all over the globe, right? And to approach questions as as a team approach. Great. Can you uh, describe your average workday if there is such a thing? 
there is not such a thing. <laughs> I, I have many hats right now. Um, I'm a physician scientist, which means I already have two jobs, but I also am fortunate in that I'm starting some new initiatives at Northwestern, including a new center for human immunobiology and running an amazing division of allergy and immunology and really um, helping co-direct with my husband, Adam Williams, a phenomenal research lab. So every day is different. Every day brings new excitement and challenges, but there is not a standard day, I would say. <laughs> that makes sense. So now we're going to switch to the personal uh, can you tell me who you most admire and why? Um, well, I am very fortunate in that I um, had an amazing father who was actually also an immunologist and a physician scientist. Uh, he, he approached science in, I think, a, a really incredible way, trying to cure type 1 diabetes. That was his lifelong mission. Um, and he and I early on had some, you know, I was lucky to be exposed to some early discussions about mysteries of the immune system. And I most respected his dedication to truly trying to cure a disease that obviously has incredible impact, especially on young children. And he did it in a way with just joy, love, creativity for science. And so I try to emulate that. Very nice. What motivates you to work hard? I think what I do, I love my job. I love working with all the people I get to work with. And to, I mean, being a scientist is really actually a very much a privilege. Um, it's an incredible job with, with potentially incredible rewards. So, you know, the ability to potentially change the course of disease, to discover new fundamental principles, all of these things are amazing joys. And then to be able to do it while working with other incredible people, looking at these kinds of questions or challenges from multiple different perspectives is it's a, you know, it, it makes you want to work as hard as you possibly can while also balancing things, which is probably some other questions we'll come to. But you also want to make sure you're um, doing that in balance with your life and family. Sure. Well, speaking of balance, do you have a favorite time management tool? I live I live by my calendar. <laughs> I don't know if that's a time <laughs> management tool, but my calendar is a complex array of uh interlocking pieces that move constantly <laughs> that's what keeps me go keeps me on track i should say with as many many people helping me i should say as long as it works that's what's important uh, yes. do you have a favorite vacation spot somewhere you like to go on a regular basis yeah so i am um again very lucky i have an amazing husband and two boys who all love snow we're all uh, snowophiles, if that's a word. Um, and actually, we love to to ski and snowboard. So A Basin is probably our all-time favorite place to go. Do you have a favorite beverage or drink? Beer. I love beer. <laughs> I'm a beer connoisseur. I, I My joke is I will spend more on a really nice glass of beer than on wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Believe it or not, you can find those. That's It's fair. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, how about hobbies? What do you do when you're not working? Um, well, when I'm not working, I want to spend time with my boys and my husband. So we, that's what we mostly do. And we have a great dog. Um, so we try to get outdoors and do things. Like I said, we are big, avid skier and snowboarders. So even in the summer, we try to find places that have snow um, oh. and go when we can. We now live in Chicago, so it's a little bit more challenging. The, the hills are a bit smaller. The East Coast and the West Coast have kind of some of the best. So we go and when we can, we go there. Nice. So now we're going to switch gears again and talk about focus. Can you tell us how you first got involved with focus? 
Yeah, sure. So again, uh, going back to my father, so he um, was early on involved with Focus and actually as a graduate student said, hey, we're going to, you know, this group um, of us are going to be starting a new meeting focused on translational immunology. I think you should come. And I said, well, okay, I'm like, I, was, I think I was in my first or second year of graduate school, so I didn't know much about any of this. But he said, look, why don't you come with me? I'm going um, and you can stay with, you know, and he, he brought my mom with him. So the three of us went to Boston for that first meeting and I got to go to the meeting, really compliments of him and see what this was all about. And I've actually been going almost ever since. It's been a great, great meeting. I am a physician scientist now, right? And so this is a, this is a meeting that for me really fulfilled and still fulfills an important niche for us to really think about um, uh, immunology in the context of how does it apply to disease and how do we do the best possible human-based immunology and translational uh, modeling for us to understand immune-mediated disease. Great to hear. So... How has focus changed your world? Actually, I've, I've been very fortunate through focus to meet a number of amazing investigators, pure PhDs, pure MDs, MD PhDs, kind of the whole range. Um, obviously with shared interest in understanding the immune system, but really from many, many, many different uh, vantage points, different subspecialties, different um, areas of interest, that which is unique to focus, right? There's people thinking about rheumatic disease, uh, um, auto, you know, autoimmune disease, allergy, transplant, all of these things. And that has really opened up the connection of uh, people that I have been able to interact with, which has been great. Many of those people I'm fortunate now to teach with, to teach immunology to the next generation, to, um, you know, when I have questions, I love to talk to them from, you know, coming at an immune question from a very different vantage point is incredibly powerful. And so that network of people has been really phenomenal. And I really credit Focus with a lot of that network. Great. So if a colleague asked you why they should join Focus, what would you tell them? Essentially what I just said, this is this is an unusual and a really um, important group of translational immunologists. It's one of the only places that I know that really concentrate um, people doing translational immunology from all these different vantage points. And I think as I've, I kind of started off with, you don't want to do science in a bubble in your own you know, maybe sub sub specialty, you really want to think about immunology broadly. So there's principles that we can, you know, glean, which is why even in my own lab, we think about alloimmunity and allergy kind of in the same breath, right? We think about these together. Um, and that is powerful. Um, and there is really this, I think focus represents one of the best networks to really gain that kind of exposure and network of colleagues. And so actually, at, I've just started at Northwestern about a little bit over a year, year and a half ago. And I was really fortunate that uh, Lauren Packman was really instrumental early on in focus and had um, decided that uh, the Chicago area should be a focus center of excellence. And we've been, Ed Thorpe and I have been really excited to take that over. And that network is really phenomenal. And I've been telling the folks at Northwestern um, that we need to expand our membership there. And people have been really excited to learn about focus. It's wonderful to hear. So can you tell us a little bit about your focus center of excellence and the kind of research that you're doing? Yeah, and obviously this is not me. This is a, a large uh, team of uh, different kind of, again, immunologists studying different types of diseases, everything from, you know, Kawasaki's disease to uh, food allergy, which is what we study, 
to cardiovascular disease, to pneumonia. I mean, there's really amazing um, research going on at Northwestern and Lurie Children's. And so the one of the big initiatives that I was really fortunate to lead in the last year is to start up a new center for human immunobiology. And I think what's going to dovetail nicely off of that is this new FCE really focused at Northwestern and Lurie Children's to bring together those immunologists who are thinking about human-based questions, either with model systems or with really powerful systems of studying human immunology and bringing those folks all together, um, which is actually been happening and has been really fun. And I think this Focus Center of Excellence will really epitomize that and also bring online the next um, generation, the trainees, because I think FCEs and Focus in particular has been uh, very important in, in bringing trainees into human immunology and helping them also network. So that's kind of one of our next goals for our FCE. Do you have a dream goal, something that you would really love to achieve if possible, the ultimate goal? I mean, for me, being able to really change the course of disease would be phenomenal. Um, right now, the, our major focus is really trying to understand why food allergy happens and can we reverse it. Um, and right now, we have some very exciting findings where I think we may be able to potentially discover new pathways that we, if we target, we might be able to block the most extreme form of allergy, uh, an allergic reaction called anaphylaxis, which can be life-threatening. Um, and I think we are getting close to that. And I, that's one of my all-time goals. Wonderful. What are your challenges? I mean, there's there's numerous challenges in science. And usually we try to approach those as opportunities as well as challenges. Um, you know, I, I think at a practical level, doing science, one of the biggest challenges in our day and age is getting enough funds to do what we want to do. Uh, funds are short. I think there's um, incredible philanthropy out there to try to help support uh, research in every field, but especially in immunology, and that's been phenomenal. So we see that as one of our opportunities out of that challenge. Um, I think the NIH is an incredible institution, probably could use more money and, and be able to distribute more money. That's one of the challenges we see all the time. But again, hopefully that's going to be a, a challenge that we're all up up to um, take on, <laughs> sure. but then, you know, there's obviously scientific challenges all over the place, right? Doing uh, human immunology is phenomenal and it takes incredible partnership between clinicians and uh, basic researchers. And those building those bridges is an important, um, you know, challenge, but also again, opportunity. Um, why did you apply to be an FCE? I know you mentioned there was a little bit of history behind it as yep. far as who had previously done this before. Yeah. I think Focus has an amazing network now that's global, actually, of FCEs, and that network is quite important. I think these are centers that are all thinking about how do we um, address fundamental questions in uh, human immunology, right, which, you know, doing uh, my bias, at least, is that you can do really important discovery and um, validation in, in using human samples, especially from the generosity of many different um, avenues. But you also have to do mechanistic work, which I think really often needs to involve uh, animal models and to go back and forth. And I think that model is really epitomized in many of the FCEs and the network. Right. Again, there's creativity in how we do all of this. There's, um, you know, opportunities. And I think by being able to connect with other immunologists facing those same kind of challenges and sharing ideas and sharing 
um, you know, solutions to some of these challenges is is a, is important. And I think the FCEs represent one way of doing that. Those are all the questions I had. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't ask you? Um, there, well, there's another aspect of FOCUS that I'd love to just plug because I am actually chair of the Education Committee for FOCUS, sure. which is the other, I mentioned very briefly that FOCUS is in, has an important role in bringing online the next generation of immunologists, translational immunologists. Um, and I think one way in which they FOCUS does this is by the, our courses. So before every annual meeting, there are amazing basic courses and everything from cancer to systems immunology. We hold annual uh, advanced immunology courses all over the globe now, and I'm hoping people will take advantage of that. And especially by being an FCE, you have special opportunities for our trainees to take part in those, and I'm hoping people will do that. And then lastly, I would just like to thank both Lauren for establishing the FCE early on and Ed Thorpe for being a very important co-director with me for this initiative. I think this will be great, and I'm very much looking forward to Northwestern's role in the FCEs in focus. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us this afternoon, and I will stop recording. Okay. Thank you.